me. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews 5. We'll read from verse 12 to 14 and then continue to Hebrews 6 verses 1 to 3. Hebrews 5. It says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Chapter 6. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith towards God, of doctrine, of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. So this has been our main portion of scripture and we have seen that it is the perfect written will of God that every believer, every who has received Jesus should be involved in learning and teaching these foundational doctrines. This is also called the letters of the alphabet or the ABCD of God's word. That's what the uh, in Hebrews 5 verse 12 says, first principles of oracles of God. It actually means the letters of God's word. That means these are the ABCDs. To teach ABCD, you don't need a PhD. You don't need a teacher's degree. You just need to know ABCD. That means anybody who knows it is qualified to. And everybody is supposed to be teaching this. And it also calls, chapter 6 verse 1 says, these are the original teachings of Jesus Christ. The original teachings of Jesus Christ when he was on the earth. And we saw in Acts 20 that in the first church, they taught it house to house. They met every day. They broke bread. They taught these house to house and publicly. Every day. That's why we see so much of results and miracles and things happening in the first church. Today, if you ask why uh, these things are not happening in the churches today, one of the reasons is these things are not being taught. What today the culture is, everybody is dependent on a prophet or somebody to come and pray just for their own need. But in the meantime, if you know this, you cannot sit idly. You will go get other people disciplined, you, discipled. You will go and teach others. You will go lay hands on the sick. Each one in the body of Christ can be used by God mightily. That's the will of God, that every single person be like Christ. 1 John 4.17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. So that's the perfect will of God. Every believer... Not just the apostle, prophet, uh, evangelist, pastor and teacher. No. They are there to equip every believer so every believer can go and do the works of God. Every believer can be like Jesus. But unfortunately, Christianity, everywhere you look, people are dependent on these people to pray for them. I am having problem. Please pray for me. I am having this problem. Please pray for me. See, it is good to pray. We are here to build people up. We will pray for people. We will encourage people. We are here to build people up. We will agree together. But then after some time, you should have learned these things and gone out and prayed for people. It is not just that we be blessed, but we are blessed to be a blessing. That's the will of God. Every single one of us, we be blessed to be a blessing. When God looks at each one, he sees the thousands and lakhs and crores of people who are getting blessed through each one of us. So not, not any one of us can be exempted. Bible says every one of us should be like Christ. Everyone. Everyone. When Jesus was on the earth, he was just one person. But today, we are all like him. So wherever we are, we become like Jesus. See, that's the power of this thing. God is multiplying himself everywhere. Everywhere. That's the beauty of this. Through us, he is showing himself. Where we go, he is showing himself. That's, that's why we are taking the time to learn these foundational doctrines. Why? Because if our foundation is strong, we will not be shaken. 
we cannot be moved around. Let us look at Ephesians 5. I'm sorry, Ephesians 4. Verse 11 onwards, we'll read. It says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. See, it says, Some pastors, some apostles, some evangelists. Why? To equip the saints. So that the saints will do the work of the ministry. The ministry work is not actually for these five people. Their job is to equip the people so the people will go and do the ministry. Why? Because where you can go, the, the pastor cannot go. The pastor cannot go. In your workplace, the pastor and the evangelist cannot come. But you can be Christ there. That's the beauty of this. And till when are we supposed to do this? Read the next verse. Till we all come to the unity of faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried away, carried about with every wind of doctrine by trickery of men in cunning craftiness or deceitful, uh, and deceitful plotting. Look at that. What happens to children, babies? They can be tossed to and fro. If you are a baby Christian, somebody will say, uh, uh, sickness is for you, God is testing you, God is punishing you, God is making you close to him. They will believe it. Just like small babies, they take everything and it, they put it in their mouth. What they, whatever they get, they take it and put it in their mouth. Whatever. My daughter, my, my second daughter, she has eaten grasshoppers, flies, she's taken her own poop and put in her mouth, she's taken everything. She's done all these things because babies. If you are a baby Christian, whichever teaching you hear, you will just go. But what happens? They are tossed to and fro. They will go to one pastor, one prophet. From there, the next meeting to another prophet. See, that's what is happening. Some prophets will profit out of you. See, these things are happening in the body of Christ. That's the problem. So, till that happens, we will continue to build people up. That's why we are learning these foundations. It's very important. This is the written will of God for every believer. If every church starts doing this, then the body of Christ would be so strong that nothing could defeat. But unfortunately, we have work in the body itself. Some are evangelists, they go and win new people, but some have to build the people who are already saved. So now we can raise up more leaders from there. Hallelujah. So we've been looking at these. We saw that there are seven foundational doctrines. Repentance from dead works, faith towards God, baptisms, doctrines, resurrection, uh, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. Seven foundational doctrines. We com completed repentance from dead works and we were looking at faith towards God. And we saw that faith is important to God. Once in the Old Testament and three times in the New Testament it is written with um, the righteous or the just shall live by faith. So, faith is a lifestyle for believers. We saw there are two types of faith. One is human faith, which is based on our five senses, our experience, our intelligence, what we see, what we hear. That's why today I'm sitting on this chair, because uh, I know by experience that the chair can hold my weight, that it will not drop me. And I know by relationship with all of you that you will not make me sit on a chair that will break down. See, by intelligence, by analysis, that is human faith. Even though I do not know the pilot of the plane I am flying, I still sit on that plane. Why? Because I know by experience that this plane, there is less chance of the plane to crash than a car accident. I can have a car accident, there are more chances of a car accident than a plane crashing. So. Without seeing those people, we just fly. That is human faith. But then there is God kind of faith. To believe in a Jesus that we did not see, we did not touch. To believe that He took our sins 
without seeing what our sins look like, to believe that he died on a cross without seeing the cross, without seeing him on the cross, to believe that he died, he went to hell, we don't know how hell looks like, and then he rose again, we didn't see him resurrected. To believe that without seeing, you need a different kind of faith. That is the God kind of faith. And the characteristic of God kind of faith is that you have what you say. It, said, it says you call those things you quick, though which are not there as though they are. That's what Romans 4.17 says. God who calls those things which be not as though they are. That's the God kind of faith. So we were looking at this. We saw the definition of faith. We saw that faith means taking those things which God has already given to us 2000 years ago in Christ. Taking those things or let me put it this way. Uh, faith is the money or the currency by which we take everything that Christ has already paid for us. We saw from scripture that all things that we need for this life and spiritual life has already been given. That's in 2 Peter. It says, all things according to his divine power has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So whatever we need on this earth is already given. All the money we need, all the uh, houses we need, the buildings, the cars, the vehicles, it is already provided in the spirit. But how can we take it? First, we need knowledge. When you get the knowledge, you know it. And when you know it, you take it. You bring the currency and you take it. Just like we saw, before you have a need, the, the supermarket has everything in stock. Everything. When you run out of rice and atta at home, you don't call them up and tell, okay, you keep that in stock, I'm coming. No. Even before you had a need, it was already stocked. It was already kept on display for us. So when you go there with 1000 rupees, you can take whatever you want for 1000 rupees worth. Same way, whatever we need, God has already provided 2000 years ago, even before we were born. When you go with the faith to receive, you take it. All the healing we need is already provided. So how can you take that? Bible says, 1 Peter 2.24, By his stripes you were healed. It's past tense. That means you are already healed. But when symptoms come, what do you do? You take that scripture. You pull the faith and you take it. You take it. And we saw that every single person has been given a certain amount of faith. Bible says you are given, God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. The measure of faith. That's Romans 12, 3. That means it's a standard measure. In 2 Peter 1, 1, Peter is saying, My brethren who have obtained like precious faith. That means you have obtained the same amount of faith as Peter. You have the same amount of faith as Paul. You have the same amount of faith as all the, the apostles. Same amount, not a lower amount. Each one of us, the moment you receive Jesus, we have the same amount of faith. And how much is that? We saw Galatians 2.20 says, I live this... Uh, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but the life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God. The correct translation is faith of the Son of God. That means you have the same faith that Jesus had. The same amount of faith. See, Jesus did the miracles and signs and wonders. And then in John 14, verse 12, he says, whatever I did, you will also do. If Jesus did it by faith, and we are also supposed to do the same things by faith. We need the same amount of faith. For us to do the same work Jesus did, we need the same faith. So God gave us that faith. Each one of us already have faith. There is no faith problem in any believer. But what is the problem? You see somebody showing more faith. Somebody displaying 
operating in miracle signs and wonders, somebody showing more faith, some people no faith, some people show little faith, different levels of displaying faith. You have faith, but you display it at different levels. Why? Because Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing. This time in my trip, I found out that in Kannada Bible, that scripture is not there. I was shocked. I was shocked to know that in Kannada Bible, that scripture is not there. Many places that in teaching, I found out that many translations in Kannada Bible is incorrect. I found out that it was because when the Kannada Bible was written, there were no Kannada believers. They, they got some Brahmins who are not believers to translate the Bible. That's why some things are not there. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing. That means not just by hearing once, by hearing and hearing again. So you already have faith. It is inside you. But how do you bring it out? You bring it out by hearing and hearing the word. It is there inside you. It is there inside you. Whose faith do you have? Jesus' faith. The same faith as Jesus. And who was Jesus? John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the Word that became flesh. So if you have the same faith as Jesus, to bring that out, it, only the Word can bring it out. And the, what's amazing is, that word hearing, the Greek word is akoe, A-K-O-E, which means two things. There are two parts in it. The first part is the act of hearing, where you hear, you hear. And the second part is the act of making yourself heard. You hear and you make yourself heard. How do you make yourself heard? When you speak. When you speak. I don't know if I sh showed you that when you close your ears and when you whisper softly, it is louder inside than it is outside. You will say, just close your ears and whisper softly. 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 But you will hear it very loud inside. So, when we read God's word, as you read it loud, what is happening? You yourself are hearing it. And it is louder on the inside than it is on the outside. So, your spirit on the inside is hearing it. And the more you hear it, you're drawing it out. That faith. What do you want? You want healing? What do you do then? You hear scriptures on healing. You, you speak scriptures. You read it out. You read it out. The more you speak, the more you're hearing. The more you're hearing. And you hear messages on, on, on healing. So, you're constantly putting it. The more you put it in, it just comes out. It just comes out. And then one day you will find yourself standing and you are completely healed. Whatever you need, you find out the scriptures. Meditate on that word. Speak it. Read it. And it will come to pass. You will see that faith rising up. You will see that faith rising up. So we understood two things. What is faith? Faith is receiving everything that Jesus has already given to you. 2000 years ago taking it how does faith come that's the second one by hearing and hearing the word of God and you hear somebody else saying and you hear yourself saying. faith comes today we're going to look at how to release your faith how to turn that faith loose so you can take what you want see you can have faith but unless you, you, uh, um, you need to know how to use that faith. Right or wrong? You, can have, you already have faith and you've been hearing the word of God and that faith is rising up. Now, how do you use it? It's a big question, right? Let's, let's look at that from scripture. Go with me to James chapter 2 verse 17. James chapter 2 verse 17 
it says even so faith without works is dead faith without works is dead can you read from the tamil brother கிரியகள் இல்லாதிருந்தால் சத்ததாக இருக்கும் You can have faith, but your faith will be dead. You've been hearing scriptures, it has come up, but that faith is no use for you. Many people, they, they know they have faith, it is there, but then they don't know how to use it, to get it. Read verse 26. Again, the same thing is repeated. It says, For as the body without spirit is dead, So faith without works is dead. Amplified says, faith without its works of obedience is dead. Faith without works is dead. So what does this mean? Let's look at, look at an example. To the book of Acts chapter 14, verse 7 to 10 we will read. Seven to ten. Acts chapter fourteen, verse seven onwards. And there they, this is Paul and Barnabas, preached the gospel. All right. What did Paul and Barnabas do? They preached the gospel. And what is the gospel? Good news. Good news is, if you are sick, you can be healed. If you are poor, you can be rich. That's what Jesus said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me for what? to preach the gospel preach the gospel for what to heal the broken hearted to set the captives free see all those things so here what did they do paul and barnabas they preached the gospel and verse 8 says there sat a certain man at lystra impotent in his feet being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked so now they are giving a description of a person there this person he was important that means uh, important in his feet that means he couldn't walk he was lame and says he was a cripple from his mother's womb and he never walked so that means till that moment he had never walked his leg was completely crippled he, he couldn't walk and then it says verse 9 the same heard paul speak so what happened he heard paul preach the gospel bible says he heard all right and then who steadfastly looking at him paul looking at him beholding him and perceiving he had faith to be healed look at that that guy heard paul preach the gospel he heard it and when paul looked at him he knew that guy has faith to be healed he has faith he has faith but still he is still crippled he has the faith but he is still not yet healed he has the faith but everybody around him can see that he is still crippled so what did paul do to him he said with a loud voice stand up straight on your feet and he leaped and walked see that guy had faith he had the faith to be healed but as long as he did not follow it with an action he would still remain crippled paul saw i mean the great apostle paul he saw that that man had faith to receive his healing right there he had faith but paul knew if he does not make him do the action he would still remain crippled so he had the faith 
But how did Paul make him release the faith? He said, stand up on your feet. So when he stood up, that act of obedience released his faith. And what happened to him? He leaped and walked. See, before, before that action, he was crippled. He heard the word, the faith came. He had faith. But that faith was useless to him. Completely useless. Completely useless. What did he have to do? Action. Work. What was the work? What is the work that a crippled man needs to show? Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. He was lame. So he rose up and walked. That was his action. So that is faith for healing. Then, we, let's see, Paul knew that he, unless he, he got him to stand, his faith is useless. So, to help someone heal, to, or to, the same thing, to help someone receive the Holy Spirit, baptism in the Holy Spirit, whatever, you, have to need, you need an action. See, many times, when we teach about baptism in the Holy Spirit, people have the faith, they hear the teaching on baptism, they have the faith. But till they open their mouth and speak, the words will not come out. It will not come out. Many times people stand there. We tell them, you open your mouth and speak. They stand there thinking, should I say hallelujah? What should I say? You just open your mouth, he will give you words. You just release the word. Release your voice and the words will come. That's how it is. That's your action. That's your action. Let's look at another example. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We saw faith for healing. Let's look at some, something else here. Second Corinthians chapter 8, we'll read from verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, the Philippians, that in a great trial of affliction and the abundance of their joy and deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much, much urgency that we should receive the gift and fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abounding in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. Look at that. I know when you read it just once, you may not understand. Paul was talking about the Macedonians or the Philippians. He was saying they were extremely poor. But in their, I mean, it says the great trial of affliction. I mean, that means they had some serious poverty, great poverty. They were suffering and they said the deep poverty, they abounded in their giving. They abounded. That means they were giving. They were giving too much. Even though they were, Bible says they were in deep poverty. They gave much. They were showing some action. And Paul is confirming to that. Now when you read verse 7, see, whom is, to whom is he writing this letter? To which church? 2 Corinthians, right? He is writing this letter to Corinthians and he is giving them the example of the Philippians or the Macedonians. Okay? He is telling the Corinthians, verse 7 says, You abound in everything. You abound in faith, in speech. That means you have faith inside you. You have great faith and you speak the right words. And in, you have all knowledge. See, in knowledge in diligence, but see that you abound in this grace also. 
See, they had faith. Corinthians had faith. But they were not releasing the faith by their giving. They were not releasing their faith by their giving. Are you seeing this? That's why if you go down to verse 9, says, For as you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, that we through His poverty are become rich. Look at that. He is teaching them about prosperity. Teaching them to prosper. Giving the example of the Macedonian church. He said they were poor. But they showed their faith in prosperity. How? By their great giving. By abounding giving in their giving. That's amazing. And he's telling the Corinthians, you have faith. You have knowledge. You're, you're speaking the right words. But that by itself is useless. Follow the Macedonians. Increase your giving. Increase your giving. He said, look at that. He said, they, they abounded in their riches, in their liberality. And then it says, verse 3, I bear witness that they gave according to their ability and beyond their ability. Man, that is too much. That is too much. See, sometimes your faith is so much at a level you give. Okay, today I can give so much. I can give happily. That's why chapter 9 says, let every man consider in his heart and so let him give. See, that is giving to your ability. When you give like that, you get the return. You believe God. And once you see that, what should happen? Your faith will increase. And then what will you do? You give beyond your ability. You give beyond. That's what the Macedonians did. They gave beyond. See, Bibles first of all says they were in deep poverty. And in that time, they had faith to give to their ability. But then they abounded. They gave beyond their ability. And then Wikipedia testifies that they were super rich. The Philippians became super rich. The city prospered. And we saw it, it, the, uh, the, the, the dictionaries confirm that they were rich because of Paul's ministry. It is written there in Wikipedia if you see Macedonia. It is confirming that, that they, the, the prosperity of that city is attributed to Paul's ministry there. They gave. So they had faith. How did they release their faith? By their action. Faith without action is dead. Without work, corresponding works is dead. But how can you just make yourself do it? The first step to releasing your faith is by speaking it. By speaking it. You should know that nothing happens on the earth till a man first speaks. We live in a world that was created by words, by speaking. God spoke. And everything in this world is controlled by words or speaking. You cannot do anything till you first speak it. So the first thing that you do to display your faith is speak it out. You say, I am a giver. I am prosperous. I give richly and I reap richly. So you, let's look at some scriptures here. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore speak. The first step to releasing your faith is to speak it is to speak it. If you believe something, start speaking it. 
If you believe you are rich, start speaking it. When you start speaking it, you will start doing it. You start speaking, I am rich. Then what will you do? You will start giving, you will start behaving like a rich man. Are you seeing this? It's very important. What you believe, you speak. That's why Romans 10.10 10 says, With the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. With the mouth, you confess. You believed in your heart. To get saved, you don't just believe in your heart. But you have to now speak. You have to now speak. Confession is made unto salvation. It's very important. Why is this? If you read James chapter 3, let's read that. James chapter 3. Verse 6 says, James chapter 3 verse 6 says, The tongue is a fire, a, word, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. It is set on fire by hell. You should understand that if you leave, let your tongue loose, by itself, the tongue will always take you to hell, to destruction. It will always take you there. By nature, your tongue is designed in the direction to take you in the direction of hell, destruction, stealing, killing. That's the way your tongue is designed to take you by the natural world system. So, what happens when you believe in Jesus? When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you believe He died for you, what do you do now? You confess Him as your Lord and Savior. You speak something. Now what is happening? With your tongue, you are setting your direction to heaven. See, the same one, it says verse 4. If you read verse 4, James 3, 4, it says, Look at the ship. Although they are so large, they are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder <coughs> as the pilot desires. The ship is so huge, but the direction is turned by a rudder. A small thing. Compared to the ship, the rudder is a small thing. You should know that, brother, right? It is so small. The size of the ship is huge. But what changes its direction? The small thing at the back. The small thing. Your tongue is like that. By nature, it is set in the direction to hell. So when you believe that Jesus is your Lord, you speak. By your speaking, what is happening? And your direction changed. You are going to heaven. Your destination is heaven now. It is changing. Same way, everything in your life, what you believe, you speak it out. When you speak it, you are changing the direction of your life to receive what you spoke. You say, I am rich. You may not see anything. I am rich. I am a giver. I will be the largest giver in this city. What happened? You just spoke. Whose image are you made? God's image. When God's words have power, your words have power. You are creating your world by your words. When you just said it, you release the force to create it. You release the force, the creative force from your mouth to be it. It's very powerful. Very powerful. Whatever we need in our house, we just call it. We just say it is there. Call it there. We need how we need sofa, we call the sofa in. We need things in the in the kitchen are getting over. I said, my my cupboard is full. I have sacks of rice in Jesus' name. We have everything that we need. We have dal. We call. I call. We look in the cupboard. It might be empty. It's just speak. It is full. Everything is full. We speak it in Jesus' name. Our words will not return empty. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, "So shall my word." God is saying, "So shall my word be that is com that comes out of my mouth. It will not return empty, 
but it will finish that which it was sent and prosper in the things I sent. See, that God is saying about His word. Whose image are you? God's image. Same applies to you. The day you understand that, you will know what you speak will work. You are releasing it. What you said will not come back empty to you. Your words. What is it that you want? What is it that you want? You speak it out. You have the faith. Same faith as Jesus. How did Jesus calm the storm? He said, Shh. Peace. By his words. How do you calm the storm in your life? Your words. Say in Jesus' name. Whatever the problem is, just speak to it. What is happening? You're releasing those words. You're releasing your faith. And then you take a step declaring, Hey, I'm doing this. No matter what. When everything looks down, no cash in the account, everything looks like it's going south, start declaring, I'm rich. He became poor, so I'm rich. I'm a rich man. I'm one of the richest person in this city. I declare that. I'm the largest giver in this city. I speak it. And then, to show that, you give. Say, this is my action. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. You give. See, many times, we've emptied our bank accounts. Whatever we had, we have emptied it. And the harvest truly came. We just knew our God is supplying our needs. We did not doubt it. Just by knowing it is not important. Sometimes your situation speaks to you. You don't have anything. That's the last money you have. What will you buy bread in the morning for your children to eat? What are you going to do in the morning? With what are you going to buy milk for your children? What will you do? What will you do? Said, Hallelujah. Our God will supply all our needs. I serve a living God, the creator of heaven and earth. He is my father. I serve him. I believe him. And what is a packet of bread for my father? What, are, what is a packet of milk for my father? If he can create heaven and earth, he will supply that to me. It will come. And we just empty everything. We just empty everything. Many times that is what we do. And it comes. It comes. My wife had given away all the gold she had. All the meetings that we had in church. Everything was over. We said, but then gold started coming. Gold started coming. We said, our God gave us this. Now we, with this gold, we will not be satisfied. This is just little gold. We want more. And our God is so, made us so rich that it is going to come. So what did we do? We started giving. We started giving. Any man of God come, we just started, she started giving. I'm like, whoa, you're giving away everything, okay. <laughs> so I just said, okay, I agree with you. Instead of keeping doubt, I just hold her hand, okay, I agree with you. You have faith, I agree with you. So when two agree touching anything, it shall be done. And recently, she's been getting gold after gold. I'm like, wow. See, when you start operating in faith, when you start being a blessing, when the faith is working in you, I've seen one thing. People who bless you, they start getting blessed. Because why? Because you, by tapping into that, you're operating in that anointing. And when people sow into you, you start operating in it. Recently, one, 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 um, one lady, she, she came and she told my wife, she, first she gave her a ring, a gold ring, and she said, you know what? The day I decided to give you this, I got blessed with more gold. And she just gave. But I was like, I didn't know this thing. But by that experience, I learned. Oh, this is how God started showing me. This is how it works. This is how it works. So when you give, it's working. You have tapped into that word. You are starting to operate in it. And it is working for others. See, Bible says, Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, The word that goes out of my mouth, it will do, finish what it is sent to do and prosper. And what? Prosper. The example is, you take one jackfruit seed. That is one seed. You sow it, tree will come, you get jackfruits. And each of those fruit will have many seeds. 
Now, what, what is happening? See, first you had just one seed. You sowed that seed. You enjoyed so much fruit. You blessed others with the fruit. They got the fruit plus the seed. See, what happened? That seed prospered. He multiplied your seed sown. And now what is happening? That seed did not stay with you. It went to other people. Now, when they sowed the same seed, the fruit you got, they also got. The multiplication you got, when they sowed the seed you gave them, it happened to them. So what happened? That word, that seed prospered. Yes or no? Same thing with the word of God. When you receive, when you receive the word, when you release your faith, when that faith gave a result, and what happened now? You testified about it. What happened? You're releasing. The word you received, the word you spoke out of your mouth, it worked for you. But now, when you spoke it and testified about it, what is happening? It is prospering in other people. It is prospering. It is multiplying. See, there is a principle behind this. Uh, Revelation chapter 19. Let, Revelation, open Revelation chapter 19. I think it's verse 20. Or uh, 10, Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. It says, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said to me, See, you do it not. I am the fellow servant of your brethren, that they have the, uh, that they have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. If you have your Bible, underline that. It says, The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. See, what is happening when somebody is testifying? When somebody is giving a testimony, what is happening? They are declaring the goodness of God to them. The goodness of God that they received by hearing the word of God. Are you seeing this? The testimony of Jesus. They received the testimony. They received the goodness of God. And now they are declaring it to people. And when they are declaring, what is happening? They are releasing words. And the, all those people who are hearing that testimony, they are also receiving a prophecy for the same thing to happen in their life. There is a prophecy. When you are giving your testimony, there is a spirit of prophecy that is operating that will help Every single person hearing it to receive the same thing in their life. That's why in church, no matter how many prophecies come, I am alert. I am very excited when prophecy comes. Oh, sorry, testimony comes. When somebody is giving a testimony, I am alert. Many people sit there, ah, so long, so boring. How long are they giving testimony? I don't sit like that. I sit there. Because I know, according to the word, there is a spirit of prophecy now. Any test, it can be a very simple, somebody got a job. Somebody got blessed. A job means increase. Yes or no? Yes. A job means increase next level. I sit there. Alright, I receive. Thank you Lord, there is a prophecy. Right now, I receive that testimony into my life. There is a prophecy. So what happens? Increase immediately comes. I am taking that word and sowing it in me. And I give by faith. When somebody is testifying about receiving gold, I said, yes, the same God is going to do it in my life. There is a spirit of prophecy. Every testimony of Jesus, there is a spirit of prophecy. There is a spirit of prophecy. Prophecy for whom? For everybody hearing it. Anyone who is hearing it, is qualified to receive it. The same thing. But you need to operate in faith. You need to know this verse. Many people don't know it. So when testimony comes, they will be like, oh. Anna said two testimony, four people came, five people came. When is this going to stop? I see people that sometimes what you are thinking is can be written above your head. <laughs> So you will know, ah, this person is getting bored. But I sit there, 
Come on, more testimony. Come, come, come. I'll receive. Because I know it's a chance for me to receive. Whatever is being testified, I'm going to receive it. So I take it by faith. I take it. So that's, that's how you release your faith. Every opportunity, every opportunity you get, you speak. By speaking, you're setting yourself in that direction. And then you don't just speak and sit there. You get up and follow it up with an action. That's what you do. That's what you do. If you, if you, if, if whatever you're believing for, if you're believing for a house, speak it. Speak it. Sow towards it. And then what do you do? Go look for a house. Go look for a house. What do you want? You want a house. Start looking around. Find out, get the information. Start doing the basic work. Your house will come. The house will come. If you're looking for a car, start declaring, I'm going to have a car. This is the car I'm going to have. And don't just sit there. Start inquiring about the car. Check the prices. Start taking the steps. I know a person, he was a student of mine. He was believing God for a scooter. He started speaking, started declaring, started sowing. And the first thing he did was, I'm going to buy a helmet. He went and bought a helmet. No scooter yet. Said, my, 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 my scooter is coming. And the next week he got blessed with a scooter. Amen. The next week he got blessed with a scooter. I mean, this was amazing. And this was while he was in the Bible school. He, we were teaching him about these things. We said, now, we told them, we challenged them to believe for something that they really want. We showed them these things. What is it that you want? He said, I want a scooter. He started declaring it. I have a scooter. This is the model scooter I want. I want this one. This is exactly what I want. And what did he do? He sold them. He went and he took the opportunity, put some money there. Gave an offering. And then he went directly and bought. Next day, he bought a helmet. He said, what is, what is it? My I got my scooter, so I bought my helmet. No scooter, you can't see the scooter, nothing. He bought the helmet. Next week, the, the scooter came. See, that's the step of faith. That is the work he did. Faith without work is dead. So what do you do? Follow it up with an action. What is it that you want? Start doing it. When the doctor told me that I will not be able to get full flexibility in my hand for three years, physiotherapy, everything. I said, okay, I'll see. I started declaring the way. I declared my hands are healed, healed. And even though it is trapped, I will start moving it. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Doctor said, don't move. I said, I waited for one week. And that one week, I knew I can't move it at all because slightest movement will bring pain. So I'm, I'm strapped like this. After one week, I got frustrated. I said, no, I can't sit like this. Because one week, I'm reading word. I'm declaring to myself. I started speaking. If I'm healed, I have to start moving. So I started moving my hand. Started moving slowly, slowly. In one week, my hands were free. I could move it. The thing got healed. The joints were made. There was no muscle to hold my, uh, my shoulder together. They started forming. So I started moving. In three months, I was back in the gym. Taking weights. I went back to the doctor. He couldn't believe his eyes. I mean, this is Fortis Hospital. The the main orthopedic surgeon, his name is Narayan Hulsi. He said, he's the one who did the surgery. He said, you, you extraordinary case. I said, it's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. It's the word. You take the step. It'll come. It'll come. I remember when I first started learning, I 2002, I came to Bangalore. And when I came, Pastor Michael was teaching on healing. On, he taught on faith. After that, he started teaching on, on healing. So, he, so, when he starts teaching something, he'll go on for a long time. So, for months, he was teaching on that. And then, um, I was doing the uh, early morning shift. No, no. Yeah. So, 4 o'clock, I woke up. I don't remember. But 4 o'clock, I woke up. I was going down. It had rained. From the first story, I fell. I slipped and I fell down and uh, my ankle, right ankle, it broke and it swelled up so much I could barely touch it. I was, it's dark 
it's cold and it was raining wet i'm rolling on the floor in pain i'm like god ah after some time i realized i can't stay like this so i couldn't walk i crawled up the stairs to the terrace i didn't want to wake anybody else up i'm i was a bachelor living with my cousins and friends so i didn't want to wake anybody i went to the terrace i started speaking the word i heard pastor michael teach but i was also reading those i was confessing it every day i'm healed things like that i started speaking and what happened was i forgot the time maybe after 1 hour i looked up i was sitting i i was on the floor after 1 hour i was sitting i started speaking i said thank you lord i am healed by his stripes i am healed my none of my bones are broken i declare in 2 hours or 3 i forgot the time i was on my feet jumping everything the swelling went everything went completely healed completely healed so i didn't just sit i had the faith i just i knew the word it was i was i it was not that i started speaking it then over a matter of weeks i was speaking i just heard the teaching so i was declare i am the healed of the lord no sickness in my body by his stripes i am healed i'm i walk in healing i've been saying that i've been putting the word in my mouth in my heart for months but then when this problem came suddenly the word started coming out the word started coming out i've been hearing the word hearing the word so when the problem came the faith just came out faith just came out so you don't just put the word when the problem comes start putting it every day every day put the word in so every day i spend time reading a few scriptures on prosperity a few scriptures on healing we take communion we start speaking why because i am preparing myself every day i am putting the word in every day i am hearing the word every day i speak it every day so when a trouble comes i am already ready i am ready you come what will come out of me is not the problem it will be the solution it will be the word in that way i encourage every one of you to start speaking the word put words take two scriptures on healing every day speak it speak it believe it hear it when you sometimes i close my eyes i am the healed of the lord i am the healed of the lord by his stripes i am healed so i can hear myself hearing it i do that i take two scriptures on prosperity on provision my god supplies every day philippians 4:19 my god supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory i speak it i speak it why the more i speak it the more i believe it the more i speak it the more that faith inside me is coming so whatever the pocket looks like i am not moved i know the provision will come so i am ready so every day take it what is it that you want what is it that you want you want children take scriptures on on children say i'll be a joyful mother of children abraham is my father and the seed of abraham my children will be i'll have many children start declaring it speaking it it's for you it's a promise god will give me a godly seed the seed of the righteous i psalms 112 verse 2 says the children his children will be mighty upon this earth start speaking even though the doctor said you will never have children start saying my children will be mighty upon this earth they are blessed of the lord start speaking about it start speaking about it and take steps of it start declaring it that's how you do it that's how you do it it's our step of faith take communion every day declare it your faith is being released I believe you understood this today. Amen. This is where this is this is not the end of faith, but I have so much more to teach. In the next coming weeks, I'll be teaching you more on how your faith works, how to get this faith flowing in the right direction. This is just the beginning. But I believe you understood this. That faith without works is dead. And the first work you do is hear it, get the faith up and then speak it. Speak it because speaking is the work. speaking is a work you're releasing it you just released the creative force of god out to to bring that thing to you what you need speak it speak it and sisters i encourage you declare i am a mother of children i'll be a joyful mother of children 
declare, brothers, you start saying, I'll be a joyful father of children. Father of children. My children will be mighty upon the earth. That's what Psalm 112 says. My children will be mighty upon this earth. I dedicate my children to serve God. Whatever, wherever they are, my children will serve God. Start speaking it. Start speaking it. Declare that my children will get the best. Even before you see them, start speaking about them. Start speaking about them. Call them by their names. I'm telling you, this is very powerful. Take communion over it. Declare it. Give name. What is it that you want? Boy, girl, declare it. Get their names. Call them out. And they will come. They will come. They will come. I'm telling you, I'm under an anointing. I'm telling you, they will come. They will come. You release your faith. Get those scriptures in. Put it inside your heart. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. What is happening? That force, the same power God released when he breathed into Adam. You're releasing it. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. You're releasing it. You're releasing it. You're speaking it. It is coming. That's how you do it. So when you do it, start expecting it. Get yourself ready. Get your house ready. Get things ready. So my child is coming. I am a joyful mother of children. I am, I am my, my, I'm, my, I'm like father Abraham. He had so many children. I am, the, I am the seed of Abraham. The same power is working in me. My children will be mighty. My children will be mighty. I mean, that's the scripture that Psalms 112 verse 2 says, My children will be mighty. Just read that. I want you to see it. I am the righteous. My children will be mighty upon the earth. Psalms 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. Do you fear the Lord? Do you fear the Lord? Yes. Then you are blessed. And then say, and delights greatly in His commandment. Do you delight greatly in His commandment? Yes. Then you qualify for the next verse that says, His seed, His children will be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright is blessed. Wealth and riches are in His houses. Amen. See, that is you. That is you. It is talking about you. Find yourself. Do you see yourself there? Do you see yourself there? Put your name there. Put your name there. I am blessed because I fear the Lord. I, Joji, I am blessed because I fear the Lord. I delight greatly in His commandment. My children are be mighty upon the earth. The gen my generation is blessed. Wealth and riches in my house. I am the upright. There is light for me in darkness. Put your name there. That is you it is talking about, not somebody else. You are righteous. Identify yourself there. Speak it. It will come. It will come. Amen. Hallelujah. I just know there's an anointing right now. Just, just, just declare it for yourself. Just receive it. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We have what we say. We have the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. Thank you. We release our faith by speaking. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. This is our identity. We are the righteous. Ah, we delight greatly in the Lord. We fear the Lord. We delight greatly in your commandments. Our seed, our children will be mighty upon the earth. Our generation is blessed. Wealth and riches in our houses. Hallelujah. Our righteousness endures forever. That is us, Lord. We believe it. We receive it right now. It is ours. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, brother. I receive that. Thank you, Lord. You see, Mark, Mark 11, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Thank you, brother. Father, receive it in Jesus' name. Mark 11, 23. Jesus himself is saying, Jesus himself is saying, Whoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea. It says, And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have what he says. See, Jesus said it. If you believe in your heart and believe that whatever you say will come to pass, you will have what you say. Amen. You will have what you say. 
That's the principle Jesus gave. He said it. Hallelujah. Start speaking it. Release your faith. What is it that you want? Sister, the election is coming. What is it that you want? Speak it out. Speak it out. See yourself there. See yourself there. See yourself holding your child. See yourself in that house you want. See yourself in that job you want. See it. See your business. See that. See that. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It is coming. But start speaking it. It's your inheritance. It is for you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time you gave us, Lord. Thank you. Thank